You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Today for Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with Ari and Weed Smart Western Extension agronomist Peter Newman, who wrote one of our latest Ari Insights on the best harvest weed seed control tool for you. So he's developed a model which allows you to input your own data to figure out what options you might consider. And we're going to hear a little bit more about how he came up with the model and how you might apply it for your situation. Hey, Pete, how are you going? Yeah, I'm great, Jess. How are you? Really good. Thanks for joining us on the Ari Snapshots podcast. So we're going to get right into it. As you alluded to in your RE Insight intro, picking the right harvest weed seed control tool or tools for your farming system is not necessarily a walk in the park as there's lots of factors to consider. So what should people be considering when they are picking a tool? Well, I guess just in the past when we've done these cost of harvest weed seed control tools, we've used average yield, average farm size uh, and those sorts of things and, and no one really gets the perfect answer unless you happen to have that yield and that farm size. So this time round, I've sort of set up this spreadsheet so people can interact with it and put in their own numbers and, and get an accurate cost for them. So really there's a lot to consider, but I guess the point is is to really use this tool so that they can really make sure that they're making a decision based on the true economics rather than just the perceived economics of each tool. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you, you've developed this excellent model which people can download and utilise to help in making their decisions about what tools to use. How does the model actually work? Well, there's just an input data page and uh, people can just put in their crop area and yield. That'll give us their total area. It calculates all of the nutrient removal. So, years ago I did some work going around and sampling chaff dumps and finding out how much chaff uh, was going into those dumps and then what the nutrient analysis was. CSBP did the analysis for me uh, and based on that I've put together all the different units of nutrient which is mainly nitrogen and potassium with a little bit of phosphorus and sulphur per tonne of chaff and then people put in their fertiliser prices, just urea, muriate of potash, MAP and ammonium sulphate and then from that we work out how many dollars worth of nutrients go into all of that chaff, Jess. And so from there we can firstly get that important number which is the nutrients contained within the chaff because that can be a hidden cost. Yeah, okay, very interesting. And you've obviously included other costings in the model as well. Can you just go into a little bit of detail of what else is considered for the costings? Well, there's the ownership cost. And so to do that, we just took depreciation and added an interest rate as well. So use 10% depreciation, so it's 10% per annum. Now, consultants generally use that as a figure for ag machinery, and it just seems to work. It, It does work across the board but different machinery does depreciate at different rates. At the moment we're not sure what the depreciation will be on the mills. It might be that or who knows Jess, it could could be anything but it might be a thing where someone buys a harvester with a mill mounted on the back or any of the harvest weed seed control tools I should say and then they either sell that harvester or they take it off that harvester and put it on their new one. So that's going to affect the depreciation as well. But we have that cost of ownership built in there using depreciation plus the interest rate. We have to use the interest rate as well because there's an opportunity cost to what you could have done with that money. 
We put in also the harvest cost per hour, so people need to work out how much it's costing to run their harvester and their chaser bin, because if any of these tools slow you down, it is going to increase your cost of harvest because you'll be harvesting for longer. And so farmers need to accurately work out their own harvest cost. You know, that could be five or $600 an hour, or it could be two or $300 an hour, depending on the type of gear that you're running. Yeah, for sure. And what about mixed farming systems? Because uh, obviously grazing chaff dumps and lines, you know, that would have an influence as well on things like nutrients. Can you give us a little bit of information about that? Well, I haven't built that in there, Jess, because we haven't got grazing of chaff lines. We do have some uh, grazing chaff dumps that Ed Riggle has done in the past. But I guess I haven't put it into this model, but all I've said is have a look at what those tools are costing and then if farmers can make an estimate of how much they are benefiting from having them uh, for their livestock, then they can work out if the, the livestock does negate some of that cost. So, for example, grazing chaff dumps, the sheep have been shown to gain extra weight and in some cases uh, delay the point at which farmers need to start supplementary feeding. And so that could completely remove the whole cost of the tool. And also when sheep graze chaff dumps and chaff lines and chaff tram lines, they are redistributing some of the nutrients back out into the paddock in urine and faeces. And so they can uh, reduce that cost of nutrient removal as well. So I don't have all of those figures in there, Jess, but really just a note that if you are grazing those things that it could reduce your cost overall and farmers probably need to do their best estimate themselves for that. Yeah, very interesting. Pete, there's some other costs as well. Fuel is the big obvious one. How did you approach that one? Well, when I'm talking about fuel here, Jess, I'm really talking about the mills, so the HSD Terminator and the Redicott mill. Got a range of results from farmers. Some farmers saying it was an extra litre per hectare. Other farmers were saying it was seven or eight litres of extra fuel per hectare, uh, depending on the harvester and so on. So what we settled on so far was a litre of fuel per tonne of grain harvested. So probably, you know, in that order of two to three litres of fuel per hectare. And we will get more information on that this harvest, Jess, with more of the mills out there. And the other big one is uh, wearing parts. And so the mills will wear out and they'll need replacement. Both Terminator and HSD have done numbers on this and both of them have said it's roughly in the order of $2.20 to $2.50 a hectare. So I put that on as a dollar per tonne of grain harvested. And in most cases, it, you know, well depends on your yield of course but it will work out often around that $2 to $2.50 a hectare for the wearing parts to replace the mills. Okay great all right well that's a great overview so far. Finally are there any tips that you could give someone who is trying to weigh up their harvest weed seed control options? Anything any little tidbits that you would share? Yeah well I guess start with a spreadsheet and work out uh, which ballpark you're in for the different costs of the different tools. Whether or not you've got livestock is probably a big one because if you have livestock and we have a mill, that will reduce the probably the amount of feed a little bit available to the livestock, not all of it, but any grain that goes through the harvester will be destroyed and potentially not available to the livestock. So that's, that's one tip. But I guess the other one, Jess, is it really shows that a lot of the mills, even though they come at different capital costs, there's not that much difference in dollars per hectare between them and sometimes not much difference in dollars per hectare between all of the mills and chaff line, chaff deck and chaff cart. So 
really it comes down to factoring in reliability, ease of adoption, harvest and so on. And when comparing between the mills, it's a matter of just keeping your ear to the ground and finding out how the different mills are performing in terms of blockages, in terms of reliability, spread of the of the residue is an important one. All of those things, there's not that much difference in cost between them, so it's going to come down to just all the normal things that farmers do when comparing machinery to find out which is going to be most reliable and which is going to do the best job. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Pete, for giving us a little bit more information on your model. You can read the RE Insight on the model and download it, and I'll provide all the links in the podcast description, so make sure you check it out and give it a go. But thank you so much, Pete. No problem, Jess.